Thanks for tuning in to this presentation of The Path Forward. This is Daniel Workman. I am joined by Chris Kessel of West Virginia Soccer Association. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great this evening. Thanks for having me. So we are going to talk through and look at the path forward for U.S. soccer. And, you know, FIFA lays out this idea that a club's entitlement to take part in a domestic league championship shall depend principally on sporting merit. A club shall qualify for domestic league championship by remaining in a certain division or by being promoted or relegated to another at the end of the season. And this principle has unlocked amazing stories around the world. I think of Ibar in Spain. Think of Burnmouth. I think of the the current um, path uh, for the class of '92 with Salford City, um, and seeing these stories over and over again, where they've not been in the first division ever, or in some cases for decades, and then they have slowly worked their way up up the pyramid, and now they are playing in their in, in the first division in whatever country they are in, and it is totally captivated not just their their local you know, city and their people, but it's captivated the country. In some cases, these stories have captivated the world. And, you know, in America, if we were able to turn the lights on to every city and every community and provide opportunity for all, our soccer would take off like a rocket launcher because you would have so many cities that this would be their passion like this would be the one sport where uh, a state like yours Chris West Virginia could try and and earn their way into a professional top league in the country you're, you're not getting the NBA you're not getting the NFL and you're not getting Major League Baseball anytime soon no offense <laughs> it, it's, it's it's not no, happening. no you're it's not I happening percent agree with you you know People underestimate there, – there's two things that I think a lot of people underestimate talking about this specific subject is, is the pride and passion that people from smaller cities and communities and areas have for their community. And a second thing is how large some of these cities that don't have professional sports are. Like – there are cities in the United States that have metro populations of seven figures that don't have professional sports. Right. And, a, you know, a city with over a million people can support a professional team of a considerable size. You know, it doesn't take very many large companies in a big city to have a nice sponsorship base to be able to, you know, fund a professional soccer team with a nice, um, you know, salary, you know, level for their roster and an academy set up and a scouting network. And like you said, it would engage these communities. And when you have an entire community whose purpose, soccer community in a city, whose purpose is to win games and produce the best players possible, What's going to happen is, is you're going to see something like we have in other sports because of high school and college is, is you're going to see 
the scouting network, the informal scouting network, uh, start to come into existence. The, hey, you know, Daniel, I know that you run, you know, the club in, you know, Mobile. You know, I got this player. I was watching this kid. He was playing in the in the league, you know, over here in wherever. It's like 15 minutes away. You need to come check him out. Like, he's awesome. I've never seen a player like him. Just because I root for the team and I'm, you know, whatever, the, the informal scouting network will help clubs all over this country find all these hidden gems that we know are out there. Like, when you hear people talk about players falling through the cracks, they aren't cracks. They're chasms. They're the Grand Canyon. We have players falling through. We find less players, I think, you know, than we miss. It, you know, really. Right. right. And this is going to help fix that problem also. Completely. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you also brought up the idea of the informal scouting as well as the passion level. I was having a conversation uh, this past weekend um, with a youth coach and he's originally from France. And I was talking to him about promotion and relegation and this idea of sporting merit and the, 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 the passion word is the word he kept going back to. He said, there's nothing like it. Um, and the fact that you have this opportunity, the entire, it, it draw, it's like a magnet. It draws in the city and the people of the city jobs are on the line. And, um, and, and so the people around the, the club are, fully engaged and you know they're living and dying with every kick it's it it is essential to the soccer experience and we don't have that in america right now and and despite all of these other proclamations and you know announcements about different leagues and setups until we have a, an integrated club system league system that is based primarily on sporting merit um, we are we are basically cutting off our nose to spite our face, and we are not fully engaging in the global soccer economy. We are also not engaging in the best uh, practices as practiced around the world here domestically. And you know, when we look at you know how the rest of the world operates leagues, one example we can look at is the German system. So even though Germany is not geographically as large as the U.S., um, it is one of the larger uh, geographic leagues in Europe. And the, the setup there um, goes national um, and, and quickly uh, breaks down into regional leagues. And, and the purpose is to minimize travel. It is to try to keep operating expenses um, as low as possible to provide more and more opportunity for clubs. And in the same way, if we look at the Spanish uh, regional youth system, there is no national league for the, for the country of Spain for their, their youth teams, their youth uh, academy. They, they, at their highest level, are broken down into seven groups. And, and so one of the things when we look at America, we are so large geographically it's massive you know our land mass is just huge so this idea that we need on a youth level a national 
league uh, is ludicrous. It is, it is crazy. Um, we should be trying to minimize expenses so that more kids can play. And one of the major expenses is travel. Um, and, and so by keeping leagues smaller at a youth level, you can keep more kids engaged, more kids playing, and ultimately you are going to benefit from a development standpoint because the more kids you get playing, the better opportunity you have to produce better players. You're going to have more players in, 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 in producing um, higher levels and higher quality um, is, is going to happen rather than pricing out players. You know, if we look at uh, the NBA, if, if, if in order to make it to the NBA, you had to play in a national league, would we have ever seen some of the players we've seen in the NBA? I don't think so. Um, you know, absolutely, absolutely not. Right. So, I mean, these kids grew up playing playgrounds and, and playing locally. And yeah, I mean, there's been some things that have, have come up with, you know, AAU over the years and stuff, but generally like this idea of, of having to play a national league in youth soccer to me, is just, it's crazy. Think how many thousands of great players you are flying over the top of on the way to your National League game. Every single time that you go, you know, halfway across the country to a National Youth League game, think of how many thousands and thousands of amazing players you are flying over the head of. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think we think about these things very often, and I think it's essential if we want to figure out how the rest of the world operates and, and how then we can begin to, to do better here in the U.S.